On this episode, we have a so former soccer player, or oh, he tried to play soccer during his early days. A pastor, an author, a songwriter, a producer, Murti Baba. Yes, sir. Now, I'm going to be with Thank you. Uh, it's such an honor to have you here. Finally. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> they always say that finally. Finally. But uh, before we could talk about everything, let's talk about your early days, your soccer days. Uh, what happened to your career? Oh, you were just taking chances there. And I hope you are a Kaiser Chiefs fan. I'm not a Kaiser Chiefs fan. I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not even a soccer fan. Oh. Yeah. Um, and the reason is that uh, I stopped being a fan of soccer when they started selling players because I support a soccer team because of players. Oh, so you're not about the badge. No, I don't have, How can I support a badge? What does it mean? It's the content for me. Yeah. Not the brand, the content of the brand. Okay. So when they started there, I'm like, mm, they're playing with me because I support with my emotions and the guy is now playing for an opposition. So. But, but the player cannot be bigger than the bench. No, they, they're selling everybody. Yeah, well, These players are not loyal to the bench. Yeah. How can I be loyal to a bench if I don't even get they, onto the they are They are just there to, to They're making work. money. They are making I'm not making money. Why should I attach myself to that yeah. thing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> to your question. Uh, my early days, I played soccer because in the, in the township, uh, we play soccer. I mean, mm. I was born and grew up in Soviet too. So we play soccer. And I was not a bad soccer player. Mm. You know, with my younger brother, my team would, my, my mother didn't like the soccer thing. I don't know why. Then when it's time for soccer to go play, my mother would give us something to do. Mm. Mm. And my team would come and help us do that thing and finish that thing so that we can go and play. So I liked, I liked soccer like that. And uh, at age 15, we, we, we moved to KZN with the family. And I played more there because I found that I was, I was preferred a lot mm. uh, for some reasons. And then, um, but my soccer ended up when I discovered music. Okay, it's interesting now. Because music was was introduced to me because of boredom more than anything i was exposed oh, it was, to it was it was not that thing of it started at six uh, six years old nah. or seven nah music for me started well into my uh teens about i think it was maybe 18 mm. that's when it started in terms of singing mm -hmm. but i was always interested in music because <clears throat> i was exposed to jazz that's the first one Jazz, my brother, you know, like all other elderly uh, brothers in the township, they would have jazz LPs. It was LPs. Then was these big plates. Before, yeah. they, before the CDs. Yeah, all well, CDs were way into the future. So they played these LPs I would listen to, to whether it's Johnny Hodges or, or, or Charlie Parker. It was jazz, Oscar Peterson. I would listen to that. But in mm. terms of singing, it started when I was around maybe my 18 or so, mm -hmm. um, a next door neighbor had a guitar. So we, we learned a few chords on the guitar because we were bored. 
you know, from Soweto to deep KZN, mm -hmm. where you see a car once a day. That's how, how bored we were. You are talking about Soweto and those early days, and we are in June. Soon we'll be celebrating uh, June 16th. Yeah. How was it during your days, back in the days, especially on this specific month? June 16th, <clears throat> actually June 1975, we, we were exposed to, to black consciousness uh, when students were beginning the June 16th thing. The movement. Yeah. We were confused, man. We were called into meetings. I remember meeting. My brother called me into to some meeting in some primary school in, in Snawan and Soweto. And this guy is standing there telling us about being black, you know, mm. and how white people were discriminating. Well, we were young. We're like, what is he talking about? Being black? What's wrong with my <laughs> says my my skin color? Da, da, da. We were introduced into that. Then the following year. It was when my brother left and he went into exile. So mm -hmm. my father, who was a policeman, then decided to take us to KZN. I do not know why. Maybe it's because the police were pitted against the, the community. Mm -hmm. And he is a policeman and his son has gone into exile and he's got two more sons. He was afraid of losing the two more, the sons. Two more sons. So he takes all of <clears throat> us to KZN. Mm. That's how we ended up in KZN where the actual music started. And uh, how, how were you impacted that time? Were you already born again during that time? And mm. how, how did that all play along in your, in your life? It, I was still young, because I think I was 14, 15. Uh, I was not born again. And I did not understand what was going on. Mm. You know? um, all I, I understood was that we called it the power. We didn't call it uh, uprising or whatever. We called it the power. So, so we went to KZN. In KZN, there was nothing happening. It was dry, unlike in Soweto. Yeah, like, uh, I'm a Basakoholi, you know. <laughs> but she sees more or whatever. KZN was like chilled, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Even at school, we were, we were chilled. So my, my focus uh, in KZN was into adjusting to the new situation, mm. you know, and and learning many things. My goodness, I learned so many things from slaughtering a cow to to building a house in one day. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and and attending to, to, to events in case that are very fascinating for me. When there is a wedding, it takes the whole day mm. into the night. I didn't understand that. How can you spend the whole day in one event? Yeah. And what really messed with me was that everybody seemed to know what to do, but there was no MC or program. It was just flowing. Yeah, flowing. You know, the little girls, <coughs> the girls were over there, the, the young men were over there, our mama, they are cooking. So it was a whole lot of activity going on, but no one was telling anybody to do what at what time. It was fascinating for mm. me. Mm. Then I got interested in, in capturing. I was doing videos for events and taking pictures. Uh, I became a serious photographer. Back then. Oh. Back then, including videos. You, you for, know this stuff. Oh yeah, I was introduced to that. It was fascinating for me. And then I got into choral music, you know, and then I got into singing now. Like singing, uh, very funny story. Me and my younger brother and my younger sister, 
just walking in some place next to home and we see some people in some hall, little hall. We're like, what is going on here? They say, no, it's a competition, a gospel competition. We entered and we won. Mm. No rehearsal, no preparation. We just went there and sang the three of us and won. And the prize was a, a, a tin of cakes, biscuits. That was the first prize. <laughs> so, so, but little things happened along the way, including going to churches and asking for an opportunity to sing. And they would invite us back, so we encouraged. Therefore, that was my entry into the music space. Which was in 94? No, it was 1990. No, it was very earlier. It was very earlier. Very earlier. So, 94, that's when you could say your... To, to the mainstream media. That's yeah, my recording. Yeah. My first album was in 1994. Before I was, that... I was two years old. Yeah. <laughs> you see how old I am? <laughs> <laughs> your, your parents didn't know. You know. <laughs> yeah, 94 was my first album. I recorded my first album in 1994. Which is... I like what happened there because I had no ambition to record in the first place. Okay. I was just singing because I like singing. Mm. And I saw people getting excited when I say, I'm like, oh, this is nice, let me do it again. They would call me to do it. So in weddings and funerals, everywhere, I would sing everywhere. So I always ask young people, if you say, I want to record, I want to do, when did you start? They say, I started last year. I'm like, when I was called to record, I had started more than 10 years. But, but, but what's the difference between now, the, the young generation that's here, and your generation, we talk about uh, you, Abu, the late Wu, or Bablin Delani, the, the list is endless. Abu, Mama, mm -hmm. Ma Margaret Mozart, oh, she doesn't want to be called Mama, she's Margaret Mozart. Yeah. How, how was it during your time back then? Mm. Back then it was music for the love of music. Mm. Right now it's about being a celebrity. Young people now, they want to sing today, be recorded, be on TV, have a lot of money, like in the next three months. When it doesn't happen in the next three years, they get frustrated because they wanted it in, in the first three months. Mm. That's the problem. Uh, we never, for instance, I never wanted to record anyway. Mm. I got called, they say, look, we want to record you. I'm like, okay, how do you do that? They say, we'll fly you to Joburg. Okay, here's a studio. And uh, I remember in the studio, I found that the band they hired was Istimela. Mm. There was a popular band then, the most popular in the country. They were in the studio recording my album. I'm like, okay, let's do it, record it and stuff. But now, these young people start singing yesterday. They want the best band and the best deal, the best whatever, tomorrow. Okay. It's not about music, it's about the fame, the money and the things. Okay. But, but uh, before you could continue about the music, your, your sound, I was just thinking last night, like, I cannot tell which sound you do. If you check your early days album, there is a raise and all that, and you check now, Umoyaka Jehovah, it's, the sound is different. Who, who had a big impact in your, in, your, in your music career, like in terms of sound, and who were you checking back then? Um, I'm glad you understand that. Uh... Loosely, I don't have a sound. Cause I agree to that because yeah. <laughs> I don't subscribe to a sound because sometimes you become a slave to a sound. A sound. Uh, but the reason for that is um, I'm not, I'm, I'm, in, 
I'm a musician first mm. before I become an artist or a singer. Mm -hmm. So music for me comes first before the song mm. Mm. and before the artist and before the singer. Music. I start in music. Uh, that's where my, my thing, I love songwriting, production, songwriting, song arrangement and stuff. Mm. And then the singing comes later. So I'm not a singer. I sing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> some, some, people, some people are singers. Mm. If you stop the singing, they are dead and frustrated. They can't write, they can't do anything. Yeah, for me, if you stop things. the singing, I'm fine. Okay. Because it's not what I define myself with. Mm. I define myself with the creation of the song and the music. That's where I start. Mm. So when you start there, it's not about the sound. It's about what inspires you. Because as a songwriter and a producer, you're a, a creator. Mm. So when you create, you, you don't create from you. You create from the creation. Okay. So which means when I write a song, if the song is inspired by lyrics, so I have to listen to what the lyrics are saying I should put mm. in order to create the song. How does the lyric that I write want to be dressed? Mm. This way, the, the piano sound, whether it's organ <clears throat> or it's a piano, or you put some pad or the rhythm even. What rhythm do I do use want, here? Yeah. But it has to be the, 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 the lyrics that, that I wrote that speak to that. So it doesn't come from me into the creation. The creation tells me what it wants from me. Which is, it's a, it's a, it's a phenomenon of, of, of the principles of life. When a child is born, the child tells you what it wants from you. And the problem most of the time is that we want to impose into the child what we want the child to be. Mm. And that is why a lot of our children are retarded in their progress into becoming who they really are. A child, when they are little, they're jumping around and screaming and singing and climbing on top of things. They are saying, I'm an entertainer. I want to be seen. I want to be in the public eye. And what do we do? Because we want to impose them. Sit down. You're making noise. Don't do this. Don't do that. We are teaching them not to express who they are. So when they grow up, they don't know who they are. So they look at their, their friends, they want to be like this one, they want to be that one. By the time they reach a, 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 an older age, they are totally lost. They are confused. Because they learned <clears throat> from Bebangani to, to suppress who they really are. So when I write a song, I listen to what the song wants. So at the end, I don't know how it's going to be at the end. Because mm. I don't know the song. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what it wants. So my job is to be following the song once this year. It wants that. Sometimes I listen to the song, I'm like, uh-uh. This one does not want me to sing even. And I don't sing it. I go and look for somebody. In the album that I'm releasing, uh, I wrote a lot of songs that I could not sing because the songs were saying, don't sing me. So I featured a, a lot of people. There's Snazy. Okay. Snazy saw me. There's Karabo, who was on Idols also. Mm -hmm. 
There is Johnny Villarazzi. Oh, wow. My daughter is singing also there. Ziggies. Yes. Okay. Then I sang another song, but it said to me, go get Sipo Makaban. Oh. And I'm like, I don't need him. I'm done. The song is done. It sounds nice, but the song says, go get him. So I go get him. Because <laughs> if I don't do that, the album will be out there, but each time it plays, I'll be like, eh, maybe I should have gotten sort and sort to do this. So you become a slave of the creation. Oh, okay, the, the, we are in class. It's going to be a great, great day. Yeah. 1996, Vets Great Hall. Yeah. What do you remember? Okay, 1996 starts in 1994, mm -hmm. when uh, Nelson Mandela is released from prison and the new South Africa is born and uh, we go and vote and it all goes smoothly mm. but before that before he was released white people thought black people are going to come take our houses and there's going to be violence and civil war and stuff mm. so when it happened smoothly people were all surprised and we also were like wow you know because we stood in those queues uh, with white people and they were friendly, you know, for hours waiting to vote. It was beautiful. It was a, a new South Africa of sorts. And then the three of us, Lindelani, myself and Tunes, we decided to say, let us do a show and say thank you to God. Okay. Because he okay. allowed South Africa to move smoothly into the new democracy. And we decided we're going to do a show and call it Joy Celebration. So the show was about that, mm. and it was a once-off show. It was not something to no to, to become twenty six. No, we just wanted to do one show. That's why we we even called. We didn't we didn't even want to do it as a gospel show necessarily. Because I, uh, when I was doing my research, I have uh, noticed that the family factory was there. Sbongile Kumalo was there. Uh, Sharon D. Sharon D. Bishop Benjamin. Benjamin was there. There's a guy who plays saxophone. Mariki Beris Neyman was mm. there. We just wanted music. It's just that. The three of us come from doing gospel with our groups where we come from in KZN. Okay. But because I'm, I'm thinking, I know bubbling the learning comes from your quiet or everything and then to transit to, to gospel. It's so interesting how he, what you guys have done from there. He doesn't come from Kwaito. He comes from gospel. Oh. <laughs> and then he went into other types. Okay, his background, when we met, he was part of a group in Durban called The Goings. It's a gospel oh. group from some church oh. in Durban. He used to play drums. Tunzinamba used to have a group called Rejoice. Mm. Those are groups that they played with. He also was Emmanuel's. Emmanuel's was the group I started at university, oh. when I was at university. Okay. I used to sing with my younger brother, we were a duet. Mm. So we would meet Tunzi and Lindelani in shows around Devon. Uh, it was shows that were mostly arranged by churches, we used to call them rallies. We'd go there, Mtunzi would be performing with his group, we're waiting here, and i go in and stuff. We would meet there. After the performance, when the preacher is preaching, we're sitting outside and talking, mm. you know? Like, yeah, hey, we need to work together at some stage, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then one day, Lindelani goes to Joburg, he starts working with Chico. Chico, <clears throat> okay. He used to play drums, you know, trying to find his way into the industry. That's when he 
ended up Boma Kwaito working with other, mm. you know. But at, at the production side, behind the scenes most of the time. But with Chico, I think he was playing drugs. The gospel thing for him, he was introduced back into gospel because he became a record company executive when Sony Music came to, to South Africa. Mm -hmm. And then he was employed there, so he was signing artists, including gospel artists. Now, before 1996, Joy Celebration started, we had started a group we called Family Factory. In Family Factory, when he signed artists into Sony, we would be working Tina as backing vocals. Vicky Villarazi. In Family Factory. We were not Family Factory then. Oh. Vicky Villarazi is recording the album. Runa, we come, we do backing vocals there okay. in the studio. Uh, Margaret is recording an album signed to Sony. We do backing vocals. Mang, 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 mang. There was Wendy Mseliogo also. Yeah. Was not necessarily yeah. doing gospel. But we'd be doing Becky vocals. And then one day, the three of us, we said, let's take all of them and create a group called Family Factory. So we did Family Factory in 94, 95. Mm -hmm. So when we did 96 Joy Celebration, we brought Family Factory into the space to perform. Okay, so uh, that alone, it, it never caused a havoc in terms of money and all that. People will talk about the royalties. and There was no money. We didn't care about money. We wanted to sing. Mm. Like, I promise you, if you give us a place to sleep and you give us food, we are doing this thing. I promise you the, diff the big difference for us was that we are not, we were not about money. We were about the music. Mm. You know, we just wanted to sing, mm. you know. Um, so, when Family Factory came, they came as an, a group to sing on the Just Space. Mm -hmm. So when we did Joyous, we then released Family Factory to become an entity on its, on own. its own. So they continued, Bo Vicky and Bo Margaret and mm. Steven and Innocent and Bo, whoever else was there. So we continued to focusing on this now because we discovered that people like this. So we need to give shape to this because people were like, when is the next one? When is the next one? So we started shaping it but but um, Ruth, apparently like the first three or four albums they never did well in terms of yeah. the numbers yeah but then for you guys to be persistent about this what gave you courage or like we can do this i was watching one interview yaka bablin the line mm. he said uh joyous three or two it was supposed to be the last one because they you guys changed the sound mm. of it yeah we we, we okay first <clears throat> we we didn't know what we were doing in the first place. Okay. We're just doing that to thank God. And people caught it and then they responded positively like, okay, maybe let's continue. Mm. So when we continued, we had to sit down and say, how are we going to do this? Mm. So we're going to get sponsorship because it's a lot of people. Where are we going to record this? Because we, had, we the first album was not recorded live. It was in studio. Yeah. yeah. And actually it was recorded after. After the we, we didn't want to record in the first place. Oh. We just wanted to do a show. Mm. And people wanted the music that we were doing at the hall. So we went into studio and recorded in the studio the music we were doing. You went, okay. So it was recorded in the studio. So, and then the second one, like, okay, we need to record the second one. How is it? We had to go get... How do we record a live DVD? We, had to, we were the first to record live DVD in South Africa. Then. Okay. So... We got stuff and then we recorded the second one. And then not only did the music did not sell, the shows 
did not sell too. And I, I normally share this that when we're in PE, doing a show in PE, uh, we had around maybe nine people or so. We drove all the way to PE. From Jobe. Jobe. Very few people. And in the Eastern Cape, there's a tendency. I don't know if they still do it. When you go to the show, you mm. find so many cars. But when you get into the hall, there are very few people. <laughs> So imagine that they're just jamming in their cars, sitting there. Enjoying the music. Yeah, they're enjoying their own music oh. in the venue, but they're not going into the venue. the venue. You know, I learned during those days. Uh, we went to Cape Town. In the Cape Town, I think we had maybe 50 people or so, mm. you know. Mm. Which is a great thing for me. When you start something, you believe in something, like what you are doing. Don't expect people to be like, wow, support you, like you, not criticize you, and you get the funding you want, and everything is... No. There's going to be struggles. You're going to struggle in terms of support. You're going to struggle in terms of uh, funding. You're going to struggle in terms of discouragement. Mm. Um, expect that. Because that helps you to strengthen you to say, I really want to do this. So I will do it even though they discourage me. Mm. The, I will do it even if I don't have funding. I will do it. Then that muscle in you gets strengthened. Mm. And when it's strengthened, when money comes in and it meets the muscle that is strengthened in terms of resolve to do this, there's nothing that can stop you. But it seems like in, in our generation, once money comes in, we want to, to, to roll, we want to buy your beamers and all stuff, we forget about what we needed the funding for. Yeah, when, when, when you have struggled, discouraged, fell down, picked yourself up, um, encouraged yourself and stuff, when the money comes, you think of all those times. It makes you not to waste the money because you know how is it to get down and fall down and be discouraged. So mm -hmm. you're able. So that muscle helps you to sustain that. So the, the generation today, they, they want money. Mm. Mm. They don't have this muscle that is strengthened, the muscle that I'm talking about. That is why when money comes, uh, including artists, they release a number and when money comes, they wear dark glasses and a chain <laughs> and they're celebrities. They're yeah. still staying in a zozo because they can't afford. And if the money comes in, they buy a car instead of a house. Mm. And they buy expensive sneakers instead of buying things that because they don't have this muscle that I'm talking about. Mm. So it's important mm -hmm. for you to, to understand that when you start something from scratch, you need to work at it, invest in it, until you believe in it. Once you start believing in it and working, investing in it, people start seeing you, and then they believe in you, and they start coming and supporting you. Mm. Okay, okay. 25 years later, on the big brand joyous. Uh, I think I might be wrong, but it's, it's only you guys who have uh, a sponsorship from corporate. I might be wrong. I'm not quite sure. And you might be right. You might be wrong, but you also you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> How did you guys uh, come uh, to, to that thing? How, like we, you are getting a sponsorship from corporate because gospel events or gospel artists, it's very rare to find them having someone who's sponsoring them. Doing a live recording is quite expensive. Doing a show is quite expensive. Yeah. Um, we started long, long time. I mean, with MTN, I think we are like 15 years now. 
with you started them. with all mutual actually we started with uh, i'll tell you now we started with with uh, unilever oh okay you know the guys who make soap and colgates and stuff mm. and the sponsorship there i think was around thirty thousand or something Back then. yeah we got into many brands that came in and helped out so we get money to buy bread to eat during rehearsals and stuff mm. and then the bigger brands came on board and then just four mtn came on board but they left it's only now when they came and they stayed long i think we are like 15 years with them or so um the reason for that is they, they see a value Sometimes we want money. Okay, let me say this. It's a controversial statement that I would say. <laughs> Nobody needs money. You said this weeks ago, but continue. <laughs> At least now you can explain why you said that. <laughs> People think their problem is money. Ne? Nobody has a problem with money. Money is not a problem. Mm -hmm. If money is a problem, it should be a problem to everybody. Mm -hmm. You see, when it's raining, ne? It's raining to everybody. Mm. It's raining. So if money is a problem to you, but it's not a problem to others, it means the problem is you. It's, you, it's not the money. Okay? <laughs> it's a very irritating thing to confront. But you need to investigate it. It will set you free. Now, when you create something, you need to create it and make it so so solid and 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 make it so when something is good ne? people mm. want to give money to it they want to give their time to it they want to give their everything their image everything to something that is good so when corporate looks at a gospel entity and they see value they will come even though corporate does not support gospel if this particular one has value for me, because the question for everybody is, what is in it for me? Yeah, yeah. So when you present, for instance, if you take this production and take it from being just like other productions, create value. There's a guy we talked about not long ago. <laughs> yes. He's, he's getting sponsorships. Why? Because they, they see value in it. What he's doing. And they look at the numbers, the following. You know, sometimes they look at the content. Even though sometimes the content is nonsensical. But if people like it, I want to reach people. I will go through them mm. to reach the people. So instead of arguing and, and, and complaining, people are not supporting you. No, no. Fix your content. Make it tight and irresistible money will f people will come from overseas to come and give you money so mtn saw a value in what we're doing so mm. they wanted to partner with us mm. so we've been running with them for the past 50 years or so okay uh, this this is not a, a joyous promo or anything <laughs> like that but i'm just gonna ask this this last question uh you were joyous from the beginning yeah i don't know if you are still with joyous now yeah but uh, for the first time, we never saw you on the stage of Joyous. Yeah. In Joyous 26. What does that mean to other people? Because people will say maybe it's, it's changing. The, yeah. the founders are maybe going different ways. Yeah. Or are you guys still continuing with Joyous? I am not with Joyous. 
I am joyous. Okay, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we started joyous, the three of us. Mm. From scratch, like from scratch, I'm talking, sitting down and saying, what are we going to call this thing? Who are we going to call? We started this thing, the three of us. We've been running this thing, the three of us. When we started, I used to sing an hour. Mtunzi would sing an hour. Mm. And then the other hour would make these kids in the choir to share. Mm. That's how it ran when we started. Nothing has been created to remain the same forever. Mm. It will never reach its full potential when it remains what it was when it was started. Please get this. Mm. If you're doing something and you insist on doing it the same way like when you started, you are not growing. You are stagnant. Mm -hmm. Let me make an example. It's not an advert for KFC. The guy who created KFC died a long time ago. But people eat KFC Today. now. Yeah. Because it's not dependent on him. What, what you create depends on you. To an extent that when you're not there, it can't stand. You've messed up a formula for longevity. Mm -hmm. Tina, we overstayed on stage. On stage. Mm. Okay. You need to shift. It's just like when you start a church as Mfundisi. You are the same pastor 30 years later. You walk as a It's out of order. You know, Jesus came and he did three years and he was gone. We're talking about Jesus today. You understand? So, Joyous needs us to move out of the stage. Because where I stand to sing, it's an opportunity for somebody that really needs that spot. I don't need that spot. When I come on stage to sing, it, I don't need to. I'm just, I'm just occupying space that would help somebody that really needs it. So it is important. We've been discussing this for the past 10 years, I think, at least. The three of us. To say we need to move out of stage and give young people a chance. Mm. That is why right now you have uh, young people who are taking over in terms of songwriting, including production. We have young people there. Mm. It's, it's important for the growth of any brand. You see the, the, this young man who has a camera here. Mm. I can't come here 15 years later. It's him still. There no, has to be no. So you remember me 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's out of order. Okay. I, I would really scold him. Like, what are you still doing here? Because mm. he's supposed to have his own company in, in Cape Town or in New York mm. and hire people to do this at another level. That's how it's supposed to work. As you interview me, you don't have to interview me 20 years from now or 15 years from now. Yeah. There are younger people who can interview me better. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. 10 years, in 20 years. What are you doing? You go think, you go conceptualize, you go get the money, you pay young people. You, then how your brand grows will depend on that. Yes, sir. Wow. Have I answered you? I think, I think so. Technically, you did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh, which one former member of Joyous, like, you still say, like, the one like who have graduated, who were like, okay, this ones they really make me proud. And whenever you just sit alone, you think about the Jane of Joyous, you say like, oh, this one member like you. Yeah. Um, 
I'm older. If I was still younger than this, I would answer you differently. But I'm older and I know things better now. Mm. That everybody that has worked with me, um, God joy us or wherever, mm. they, they do that. Yeah. You know, mm. to say, God has allowed me to work with this person for a year or two years and uh, planted in them whatever that I, I was supposed to, to plant. Mm. God has allowed me that, that grace, that opportunity. Um, I'm, I'm happy about that. Mm. And then there are others who do things. Others they are flourishing in the music, writing, others in the performances, others in the what, others in the what. I thank God for working with them for that short period because the tendency for people like us is to think we have made them to be like that. You, you can't make a person. We found you having that. Mm. We were just allowed an opportunity to work with you for that for short that distance. Years, three years. Yes. So when you go out and shine, it, it should be a, a feeling that is good, as you say, to say, God allowed me to work with this person for this. Because if I was not born, they would shine. Because mm. they were created to shine. You understand? It's not, it's not about me, it's about them. So when I sit at home, I see somebody being a choir conductor or music director writing for people or singing. How about they release album, they're not very successful. The fact that they released an album, for me, it's a big thing. Because when I met them, they never thought they would do an album in the first mm. place. So it's not about how high they've reached. The fact that they are still working is a very satisfying thing to say, God allowed me to work with them for a certain period. Yes, sir. Yo, okay, this is interesting. Cross power. Yeah. How does it begin? Or you from being a musician to become a pastor? How because these days if people get shocked, oh umfund is nice. Is it because are you seeing gospel or it was a calling? Hmm. No, it was a calling. Uh, that's one thing I never wanted to do. I didn't want to be a pastor. I've never heard any pastor say that they wanted to be a pastor. And I actually ran from being a pastor. Oh, is it why you're saying there is a race? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I was called into being a pastor when I was around 25. Yeah. I started being a pastor full-time. 10 years ago. In between, I was running. <laughs> Actually, when I was called, I started ministry and things were like, wow, people came and the ministry grew. I was 25 or so. Mm. It grew. Mm. And it scared me. And I said to God, please allow me a time to go and grow up. And, and go. Then I said, I didn't listen to his response. I don't know if he said yes, but I left. So I told people, please go home, go back to your churches and stuff. So I went and to university. Mm. I went and studied mm. biblical studies. I studied communication science. I studied. After studying, I went into teaching. I became a teacher for like three years. And then I became a lecturer at college for around nine years. And then I thought God had forgotten about me in that area. So I was comfortable. So I got into acting, into doing all kinds of stuff. Until God came back to me and said, look, I called you. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, now I was singing gospel, now I'd record it. I'm like, yeah, I'm into it. You know, I sing gospel and I throw in verses 
I motivate. I'm fine. And God says, no, I didn't call you for that. I call you for this. Ten years ago, he says to me, I didn't call you for music. Mm. Which is crazy because I'm a musician and people respect me. I'm actually making a living through music. I left my job as a lecturer. I'm doing well in music industry. People see me as a musician. And God says, I didn't call you for music. I called you to go and preach. Mm. So I'm like, ooh, hey, he will close the voice. Ay, ay, ay. Let me go and do it. Okay. So I, I did ministry. And when I went, I said, okay, fine, I'm going to do it. You're going to tell me where and how and all that. A short story. When I went to church this particular day, a lady sat next to me, an older woman. She says to me, God called you to start a ministry. Mm. And she shows me a verse. I, did, I don't even remember the verse. I was so angry. The next weekend, I go to church. I'm like, mm, I'm not going to our church. I was at Grace Bible Church because I'll meet this woman. <laughs> Let me go to another church. I went to another church. In that church, God sends somebody to me. says, look, uh, you're a musician. I don't know you too well, but you're a musician. God says, I should tell you that he didn't call you for music. She called you to go and be a minister. Yeah. And then I said, okay. Now God is all over the place. I can't run from him. So I said to him, look, I'm going to do it. Please show me where. But then I started a journey of actually saying at the, at the gate when I come out of my house, I'm like, tell me to turn left or to turn right. Mm. At the robot, I'm like, the robot is it's going to be green now. You need to tell me Wait. whether to go left or go right. I was searching for what he wants me to do that desperately. And when I found the place to start church, it was crazy because it's like I was at the robot and it felt like somebody's holding my head, turning it to the right. Mm -hmm. All the time I was praying, show me the place, show me the place. Even if it's under a tree, I will do it. So I turned to the right, there's trees, just a whole lot of trees. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go to those trees. I found a hall. There's a hall there behind the trees. And I asked the white man there, I'm like, what is this hall for? He says, no, it's a clubhouse. I'm like, can I start a church here? He says, yeah, when? When do you want to start? Come here. I'm like, uh, well, maybe in three months. He says, yeah, you can start a church here. Wow. I say, I'm coming back. I go. <clears throat> when I go, I pray. I say, God, if I come back here after two, three weeks, and this thing is still here, it will be a sign that I need to start church here. Mm -hmm. I know I've agreed that I need to start church. Just the place. That will be a confirmation. When I come back after three weeks, this, he was fighting with me, this white man. <laughs> Again? He's like, where have you been? I've been looking for you. You did not leave your number. You need to start a church here. Oh. So he made me sign a contract. So when I run away, the contract is there. I signed a contract. We started a church there. In Santin, you know how much we were paying the rent? Mm. 70 rent per month. 10 years ago? Yeah. is surprised. <laughs> 70 rents for, two, for, for like two years. After that, they said, oh, you don't have to pay. So we had church in Santin for free. Ah. For a good six years, I think. Until we moved to where we are now in town. And then mm. we are moving from town to our own building now. Oh, uh, that's on nice. Sunday. That's nice. That's nice. That's God. That's God. Yeah. That's you God. know. So that's that's my calling. Mm. It has nothing to do with music. I sing because I can, mm. and God has given me that gift. But it's not what I'm called for. This is very important. I'm saying this because this is very important. Mm. 
God leads you to what he has called you for mm. by things you can't resist that you can do. Mm. And sometimes we, still, we, we get to those things that we can do, that we can't resist, and we don't want to move from them to where he has called us. And we miss our, our, our appointment with our destiny. Mm. I mean, imagine Jesus walking on water and like, hey, I can do this, ah, <laughs> give me another one. You understand? Yes, and then yes, he creates a water business because he can do this. Mm. A lot of people are like that. Printing business cards, I'm a water expert. What of, or raising the dead, you're like, you go to the graveside to raise people from the coast. It, you've, done, you've done it and it, it went well, then you lock yourself there. You don't move to your destiny. So God was using music. So when I come and preach, I am positioned through music that I do and do well to do what I'm called for. Hmm. Wow, 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 wow. Earlier on, you mentioned that you are dropping your album, a studio album, I believe so, later this month. Yeah. Okay, Cross Power. Jabu no, it's not Cross it's Power. Not cross Power. It's Jabu Shongwane. Okay, there's Jabu Shongwane and then there's Cross Power. Yeah. Jabu Shongwane is studio album. Cross Power is live. DVD recording. Mm -hmm. So the last one I, re I released was a DVD choice. Um, Cross <laughs> Power 3. Chapter 3, yeah. Yes, now Experience I'm doing. Three. Yeah. Yes, now I'm doing Chabu Shomani. But, but what's the difference there between, you know, the Chabu Shomani, typical Chabu Shomani, if you may put it that way? Like you will get those songs, your Abakola Gujisu, and you go to Cross Power again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is this the same person here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, what's, what's the difference between the two? The first difference is that one is recorded live in front of the audience. And the other one is recorded in studio. But the difference in terms of songs is when was the song born? Mm -hmm. I don't intentionally say, no, this is cross power, I do these types of songs. Or this is one, I do these types of songs. No, I don't do that. Okay. I just, I just create the music that I'm feeling. You see, music for me, it's like when I'm pregnant, it's then that I'm thinking of recording. I write songs all the time. On my phone, there's a whole lot of songs and ideas and stuff. New songs. New songs altogether. I like doing new songs. I've done a lot of, okay, when you talk about Kolo Jesu and all those songs, I, I did them on, on the joyous stage. Yeah. Because joyous stage, is more of, of dance and people and crowds and da 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 da. Mm. It's like that. I did a lot of choruses there. Yeah, those, yeah. those were joyous yeah. space that I don't normally do when I do my own thing. So when, when, when I decide that I'm pregnant with music, I go to the archives, to the songs that I write on a normal day, then pick up the song, work on it. Sometimes it doesn't qualify, I put it on the side, pick on this one and hear if it speaks to the pregnancy. Mm. And then I pick it up and put it here and listen to what it wants, do mm. it. And then, for instance, the album has like 12, 13 songs, but initially I had more than 20 songs. So those didn't qualify to get into the pregnancy that I had in terms of music. So you also get a song at 3 a.m.? Anytime. My wife is, is used to me writing to the <laughs> nights, me singing a melody into the phone. Because <laughs> I discovered that when I don't do it, I will wake up in the morning, I will have forgotten. Mm. So I'll be waking up, sometimes I'm in like, deep sleep, I'm drowsy, but I'm, I'm hearing a melody. Da, 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 da. Then I put it on the phone. Da, 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 da. Sometimes I, I listen to it in the morning, I'm like, what is this? I can't even, because I was too drowsy. 
you know. Sometimes it's a, a melody, sometimes it's words, sometimes it's a rhythm, mm. sometimes it's, it's an idea. Sometimes it's an idea that comes strongly about hope, you know. Mm. Um, like Moyaga Jehovah, that one came as an English song. Okay. Okay. But when I workshop, I workshop songs, I play the songs and listen to the song when I've done it and I say, what do you want? And then it says to me, it's a Zulu song. So I removed all the lyrics and wrote in Zulu. In Zulu. Because of the influence of the rhythm. Mm -hmm. Particularly the guitar was, 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 was reminding me of an African guitar. And uh, I'm like, no, it can't be English. Mm -hmm. So I wrote different lyrics on the spot. Then it was an, uh, in different lyrics and then it was a Zulu song. So it's a lot of, when I'm driving on the track, I love getting into traffic. Because I get a lot of ideas, ideas or about writing, ideas about sermons, ideas about songs when I'm in traffic or when I'm in the car or when I'm waiting for somebody to do a meeting at the coffee shop or when I'm sleeping. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to end, but then before we could just get to the end, uh, you spoke about our musicians or artists being too much into <coughs> money and all that. Are our musicians being exploited today in terms of their payment and their worth? Be it a drama, someone who sings, a backing vocalist, or they just don't know they just don't know their worth. Or it's an issue of not having a big budget. <laughs> okay, first. Um, I'm not saying all the people that are upcoming are looking for money. Okay. It's not like a sweeping statement. It's a, it's 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 a generalized type of observations with the interactions with younger people mm, mm. The, the big thing is about money yeah that's the first thing uh, number two the question is are musicians exploited not really because mm -hmm. uh, if you say you are exploited what do you mean because if you say I'm paid little money where are you basing the amount at. Mm -hmm. You understand? Because if somebody says, come come and play for me, I will give you 250 and you say yes. You can't turn around and say they explain to you. <laughs> I think they told you it's 250. Yeah, you agree to the fee. Yeah. You understand? Mm -hmm. So where does the exploitation come from? You know? Because nobody holds a gun to you. So if you say to me, Jabuslawani, I want you to come, I only have uh, 5,000 rand or 1,000 rand. Okay, you say I should come and perform at your, at your event, <clears throat> and you say you want to give me 1,000 rand. I can't then stand at that point and say, he is exploiting me. You can't. I can't. You, you can't. You're not exploiting me if you say you're going to give me 1,000 1, rand. How are you exploiting me? I mean. It's like when you go to a shop and you want to buy, you want to buy a, 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 a pair of jeans, ne? and you say... Uh, I want to buy this pair of jeans for 200 rand. The, the shop owner can't say I'm exploiting him. <laughs> he will tell me it's 2,000 rand. It's not 200. So what do I do? I walk away. Nobody has exploited anybody. Because another thing is that, like, uh, I'm going to make an example of CBS because he's yeah. here. He says, I need to, to make this and having to to be a BB for Babu Jab can make me being recognized. Yeah. 
there are a lot of things maybe like I need to be exposed to the industry. Yeah. So I, I'm just thinking or like maybe they are looking at those kind of things. How is the expectation there? If you want to work with me because you want to be exposed, exposed. You, you are using me to get what you want. <laughs> ne? But if, if you say he wants to pay, he, he says he has five, 500 rand to be a backing vocalist for me. Mm. He wants to get here in order to get there. Okay. If I were him, I would take the 500 rand. Because this is not where I'm going. I'm going there. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And nobody has exploited anybody there. Because okay. you are using me to get there. So in a nutshell, you negotiate with the guys that you want to. Like, guys, this is how much I have. And at the end of the day, the person agrees. Exactly. And then the same person goes to Facebook and say, no, Bob Chabuchoman expo uh, exploited me. No, that's satanism. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I told you this is what I have. Because oh. another thing is this, <laughs> ne? I might be Chabuchoman or Benjamin Dube or whoever. But if I tell you, I have this amount to work with. I'm actually saying to you, can you work with this amount so if you say i can't it's fine i'll go look for somebody that can because that's the money i have mm -hmm. so you can't say i'm exploiting you okay and if you say okay i will take that amount and you come and work you can't turn around and say i've exploited you how did i exploit you i told you i've got this because our 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 industry is not regulated there's no minimum wage or anything like that there's no standard fee uh -uh. no not really uh, you remember, you were with me not long ago, we were sitting in that, um, in, in that hotel. Mm. We are trying to create something that will have those standards. Okay. To say, uh, in the industry, if you want to be a backing vocalist, an artist needs to pay you this much minimum. But how do we then decide, to how do we decide on like, let's say, is, just, is this going to be a standard fee for everyone? We don't check or like, the experience yeah man okay yeah, artist. Can't, can't, oh yeah no, the no no how can we check your experience like how many <laughs> times have you sung you can't check that experience my brother why are you saying no you can if <laughs> if it's important actually check <laughs> how do you check okay let us say here is a person that has worked with maybe top five Artist Zekospel, mm. yeah. but there's somebody that has not worked with any of them who has worked and sings better than you, who has worked with choirs. Mm. What experience are we talking about? We need to first establish that how we, we measure that now, which mm. means what if you sing with a top artist as a backing vocalist, they need to sign to say they sign with me, mm. they sign with me. Mm. So when I hire you, I need to look at that, look at that paperwork. Mm. <laughs> then decide how much you're gonna be. It's never happening anywhere in the world. Okay, okay. I mean, if 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 say um, Cat Franklin comes to South Africa, they want singers. Uh, we got top uh, BVs that have worked with everybody, and when you're good, you're really better than them. Actually, mm. I take you to Cat Franklin. Will not be looking at the score sheets. Oh, you've worked with so many. Oh, you've done tenor for so many. Oh, studio for so many. Ah, no, 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 no. They will audition. When yeah. we audition people, we don't care. We don't care how many people you worked with. 
Are you giving me what I want? If you give me what I want, I give you the money I have. Okay. So when we take you, I mean, there's people who come to Joyers with albums already. Mm. But we don't give them prefer preferential treatment because they have an album. Or they've backed whoever, whoever. No, we, we can't work like that. We work according to what can you give me now in yes, terms sir. of what I'm looking for. Yes, sir. And this is the money that I have. Yes, sir. Wow. It's difficult to, to base it on that. Who you've worked with, even when you come from Joyous, you've worked with Joyous. Mm. People will not take you and give you more money just because you work with Joyous. No, they have a certain amount to give to the people who are they doing back vocals. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter you had a solo called Joyous or a call Spirit of Praise or Mangma. No. You are not called for spirit of praise or joyousness. You are called to back this artist. And this artist has this amount of money. Mm. So we try to find a way somehow of, of, of not having everybody doing whatever they like in the industry. So we're going to come back and say, these are the suggestions in terms of bookings. Uh, and try to find parameters so that uh, we, we avoid what you call and they call exploitation <laughs> uh, maybe and including conduct you know mm. how people conduct themselves i think that's it. you know lifestyle because also in gospel music not everybody is born again or saved yes sir yes, others sir. are just singing because yes, they can sing yes sir so we need to get a situation to say uh they join this federation do they need to be born again in order to join the federation when you minister in churches and, and stuff? We're trying to create a way so that the people that are coming after us are finding it easy. They find kind of regulated situation. Mm. And also another thing is to see if we can go look for help for artists. But it's better to look for help when you are a group yes, sir. rather than an individual. Yes, so, sir. But the explanation thing, I wish for young artists to... To, to tone it down a bit on that and say, what am I looking for? Can I get it there? If they say, uh, I'm going to sing there and get a m money that I do not really think it's worth my time, instead of going there and singing for that money, what else would I be doing? No, I'll be sitting at home and making nothing. Mm. But if I go there, I'll come back with that 1000 uh, Even if you go there and say, look, I wish you could pay me 2000 or 2005 or 2000 mm. I wish you could do that. Uh, is, it, is there a possibility? Mm. And they say, yeah, no, maybe next, next time, you know. But they know that you're expecting more. So you work for this, but next time they know this one expects more. Maybe they won't hire you because they don't have it. Or they won't hire you because you didn't deliver. Because if you came and you gave your 100%, you were good. They will prepare 2005 or 3000 for you. Way. Okay. But don't talk for the group. Talk for yourself. I think you will talk for you. Yeah, talk because for yourself. Especially the band guys. They yeah. say, no, we as a band, we want 3,000. Oh, that thing doesn't work. <laughs> Never do that. Never yeah. do, Because you don't come from the same space. Mm. You know, when you're hired as a guitarist to play for an artist, go there and say, look, uh, I hear this job pays 3,000. I normally charge five. Mm. Is there a possibility of getting me a little more? Mm. And they say, ah, cool, we'll give you 30,000. But you go there, you give you 100% and you are good. Next time they prepare five for you. Mm. Mm. But don't come with the attitude to your Yeah, 
being exploited. I won't get you far. I mean, we, we were exploited. I mean, circumstances in life, if you're looking for exploitation, you will find it. Mm. But if you're looking for opportunities, you will find opportunities. You understand? Mm. So a whole lot of people are like, ah, no, I don't want to be exploited. I know my worth. <laughs> Munna, you'll be sitting hungry at home with your worth. Mm. You know, use your worth to open doors for yourself. In the process, you might accept things that are not necessarily what you think you should get. But just get there, create relationships, be nice. You understand? Mm -hmm. You know, there, there, there's a young boy I used to work with as a backing vocalist. He has a tendency to say, when we get to the place we are going to perform, he'll be rushing to the guy who does sound, checks the desk because he has that. Mm -hmm. He likes the sound. Check the desk, check my mic. And he'll be like, hey, Baba, your mic is that one. I've set it and stuff. Like, I didn't ask him for that. Mm -hmm. But each time I go perform, I look for him. So if he wants more money, I will give him. Okay. Because okay. he got in with the money we agreed on. And he went over. Then he the opens another door. You understand? He, he's his father. He has his own album and stuff. So a lot of people want to, to demand their worth and come into a space and do as little as possible. And say, no, this is not my job description. Mm. My job description ends here. You know? You won't go far in this world. Yeah. It might not be what you like, but this world does not operate like that. Runa, we open doors, well, I'm saying Runa, people open doors for people that present more than just what they came for. Yes, sir. You understand? <clears throat> like, like here, I could sit here and say, uh, you ask me a question, I give you an answer. Ask me a question, I give you an answer, go home. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm giving you more. Yeah, yeah. Because my motto is to, is to do the best wherever I am. Yes, sir. You understand? Because the... the even though I came for this, but I know that God brought me here for more than this. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's one thing you'll pick up from what we are talking that will take you far. And the people that are watching may be missing one thing that I might drop and say. So if I don't give my 100%, I won't help whoever I'm supposed to help. I won't learn from you. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, no. When did you start? 1945. <laughs> <laughs> How many albums? Yeah, 15. Then I'm done, I'm going home. I've done nothing if I'm like that. Mm. It's just like a singer that says, I sing 10 and that's all I do. Give me my money and go home. Music and singing 10 brought you to the place. But what brings you to a place is not what you came for in the place, which is very important. You will find things that are amazing in a place where you are brought by something you can't resist, Jesus. Mm. 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 Yes, sir. Drop it. Drop those bars. <laughs> <laughs> You understand? I get it. I get it, it. It might happen that what, what he came here for is done. He can go home now. Mm. It's possible. But if he's like, I'm, I've, I'm, I've come to this place for this, he will just push all the things that are coming to him that are going to help me moving forward. Nah, 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 nah. I just want to take this. I want that that I came for. Yeah. And then he come out with this. It's nothing because you're expecting this. It's not, it's not going to shift you, it's not going to promote you, it's not going to take you anywhere. Because mm. it's what you're expecting. Things that really work for people, propelling them to their brilliance. It's things they never waited for. Yes, sir. It's things they stumbled upon. If you read the history of anybody, they stumbled upon an idea. Mm. They connect to the idea, they run with the idea. And then they make it. I mean, Vaseline, Blue Seal was never an intended product. 
They stumbled upon a whole lot of stuff. Stumbled upon them, but they stood there. Look, what is this? So a lot of young people who are singers, all they care about is the microphone. Ish. When we do Joyous and other productions, they go into a production, they don't care about the guy who's always moving like this. Who is this? What are they doing? Who's the guy that sits behind that desk? Who owns this thing? Mm. You see, as black people, we're like, uh, there's a mall, there. there's a, a sale at the mall. We, wow. But we don't get to say, who owns this building? We what would it we be? We don't to? research more. No, we're here. I'm going to say, I'm going to Black Friday. Black Friday. Mm. When your thinking should be, how do I own this mall? Who owns this mall? How much money are they <clears> making? <throat> Can I own this mall? A compampirstad. You understand? Yeah. Your mall. Compampirstad. No, we don't think like, no, that's too big. We're not, we, we're not there. We 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 be here, you know. I want to do this, which is good. But I mean, you, I mean, God cannot create you and spend His time creating you. The Bible says, neatly knitting you fearfully and wonderfully in your mother's womb. Oh. To be just a backing vocalist, yeah. I don't think so. There's yeah. more to you than that. Yes, sir. There's yes, more sir. to everybody. Yes, but sir. But we just need to pay attention all the time. Yo, yeah. Morudi has been dropping bars, he has been speaking, and but then, <laughs> before I could let him go, I was, where's Owen? Please call Owen for me. I was, I was arguing with Owen, I was like, how can we, we honor you as the legend? Yeah. And it was the issue, I already know. You can't buy a man flowers because <laughs> there's this thing you're like, give them their flowers while they are still alive. Yeah, yeah. So I said, no man, I'm going to check on Murturatan, Baba Jaguratan. And I spoke, I spoke with Zugi, so, and she said, no, just get him a carrot cake. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where's Owen? Can we just have a carrot cake? <laughs> So we just say, we, we honor you with this carrot cake. This is just from the team. So like, from, from what you, you've done, Muruti, oh, through man. the years and everything. We just want to honor you. We couldn't give you flowers. I thought with this guy, he said we must buy you flowers. <laughs> Man. So this, one this is just, crazy. This is just what we want to give to you, Ruth. Like, yeah. We just want to honor you with this carrot cake here. Just enjoy it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh, my child is bad. No, Thank you, guys. No, I appreciate. Yeah. But I know she would want a piece. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's okay. Thank you very much. I really, I'm a, I'm a carrot cake guy. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no. She knows her father. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> I just want to honor you. Like, uh, you've, you've done a lot in the industry, in the gospel space. Uh, it's, it's remarkable what you've done. Thanks, man. And you, st you continue to do this. We, we are expecting your album again. And your music, it ministered to different people. Yeah. So... Wow. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be sitting at night, Kabuma 9, 
with a hot cup of uh, beverage and enjoy it. Thank you so much. Still in one. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm a rooibos guy. <laughs> okay. Well, you're not, you're not a sipping saint. Nah. <laughs> no. Luckily, I was never in that space. Okay. I grew up with strict parents. And uh, I didn't go that route. You mm. Know. Mm. It was not enticing. But also, mm. I think I remember at high school um, when they were drinking. Like, and then they gave me a, a beer. A can of beer. It's not even nice. Mm. Doesn't taste nice. I'm like, why do they drink this thing? <laughs> Give me a Coke or a Fanta or something. Mm. So mm. I was never in that space. Mm. Um, luckily, by yeah. the grace of God. But thank you guys. And I wish for you to. I, want you, I wish to come to your studio. Um, a serious uh, place where you'll be wearing you'll be wearing a suit yeah. and be executive and have a lot of money yeah. and Range Rovers and yeah. Maseratis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we'll uh, receive. We'll receive. But before we just close this, last word for yeah. the upcoming generation. Um, but my biggest thing, what I've learned as an older person, is that nobody owes you anything. You know. It's very important to understand that, including mm. the government. Nobody owes you anything, uh, but you've got in you a qualification to be here. Mm. You understand? Mm. Whatever is done here, whatever can be found here, you qualify for it. But nobody owes you that. Mm. So don't go, don't go into the world with a, an attitude of entitlement. You mm. need to push, knock, <clears throat> Shove, pray for whatever you want. All the people that have whatever they want, they, they didn't just come, to, I'm entitled, you know? Mm. That, that's where then you get to the attitude of, 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 of being exploited and all that. Because you, you, you think you're entitled to something. Knock on doors, be nice, learn, open your eyes, be observant, move forward, create relationships, and you know, you qualify mm. to get mm. to whatever you want. Mm. And, and, and to those that are, are born again, prayer only does not really get you what you want. Hard work also. Yeah. You know? Mm. So you, you, you need to pray, but you need also to, to study the place where you are. You need also to open your eyes and your ears. You need also to be nice. You need to be nice to people. Mm. You have no idea how far it goes. One day I'll talk about that. Mm. How far it goes to be nice. And to be nice is not like smiling all the time. But you need to be a pleasant person. Mm. In the wiring of everybody is a space for nice people. When people are nice to you, you open up stuff. Mm. You know, you want to talk to them again. You want to help them when they need help. Because a lot of people are not getting what they want because they're just not nice. Mm. So all those things are nuggets for this world. So don't expect that people owe you anything. But you qualify to be here and live the fullest and get whatever you want mm. from this world. Yes sir. Yes sir. Mokhaich ke tsa gore mitetse ka tlhaa, o jile ka tlhaa, o kwe ka tsaga morakile ditsebe. Nna mo rama tla opana mo simana ko tau ko pampre start. Ke re ai koma koma ba kha tsa see on the next episode.